Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self, Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self, Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self, Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices, and blessings to all the laity with faith. This word, sada or faith, is very important. We can see that if we make merit, offer alms, pay respects to the Buddha, keep the moral precepts, sit meditation, all this comes down to having sada, having faith and confidence in the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. But this faith doesn't just arise only in this life. For faith to arise to this level, we need to have built a sufficient level of merit and spiritual development. Having faith to the level of being determined to practice Dhamma. In this day and age, the physical body of the Buddha isn't here anymore. The Buddha has attained to Parinibbana already. There are just the relics of the Buddha left. But the Dhamma of the Buddha is still here. And those who practice following it, who see and attain to Dhamma exist, but are very difficult to find. For us, we have faith and we learn the Dhamma of the Buddha. And we can see that in the Buddha's time, there was the rightly self-awakened Buddha. The chief disciples, Venerable Sariputta and Venerable Mahamogalana, foremost in wisdom and in psychic abilities. There were the 80 great disciples of the Buddha who were excellent and the Buddha's foremost disciples. And there were also many who attained to becoming Arahants. And there were many lay people as well who also attained to Sotapanna, Sakadagami and Anagami. But there were also many people who didn't come to pay respects to the Buddha. They didn't go listen to the Dhamma from the Buddha. And there were even many of those we could say were enemies of the Buddha. Those other ascetics of different beliefs outside of the Buddha Sasana or Dewadatta, for instance. And for those without a mind of faith, no matter how much their parents advised them, they wouldn't go to the monastery. And I have one story I want to share with you about the young Sigala, who was the child of a wealthy man who had the wealth to 40 crores. And the father was a Sotapanna as well. He had great faith in the Buddha. He tried to pull his son to go to pay respects to the Buddha, to the great Arahant disciples of the Buddha. But the son didn't want to go because he thought if he went to go see the Buddha and the Sangha, he would have to bow. And if he bowed, he would get a sore back and a sore waist. And kneeling meant his knees would be sore. So this likely meant he was a very elegant child of a wealthy man who loved himself a lot. And he was probably infatuated with his good looks. And the son said as well that if he went to go to bow to the monks, all his fine clothing would get dirty because he would have to sit on the ground. So he didn't want to go. It was a waste of time. And if he went there often 
and got familiar with the Sangha, then he would go to the monastery often and have to offer things they needed, and that would mean he would waste his money. His money would diminish. So when he thought about it like this, he thought it was better not to go. He thought, why should he bother giving away his wealth to the Sangha? He had thoughts like this, even at a time when the Buddha was still alive and giving teachings and the great Sangha was around, and the young Sigala was firm in his thoughts, no matter how nice and convincingly his parents spoke to him, he wouldn't go. And this situation couldn't compare to the present day where there is no Buddha, no cheap disciples, no great disciples, and there are many people who don't go to the monastery. Here it wouldn't be just the son not going to the monastery, but even the parents may not go to the monastery. But in this instance, the parents went to the monastery, and the father was a Sotapanna as well, but the son wouldn't go and the father felt at his wit's end. But he used a higher level of wisdom, and so, when the father was close to death, he called his son to come to him, and said to his son, Come here, I will give you your inheritance. And the important inheritance I will give you is a ritual to do. Worship the six directions, up, down, left, right, front, back, Worship all six directions in the morning. In the morning, wash your face, brush your teeth, dress properly, then worship the six directions. If you do this, you will gain prosperity and wealth. This the sun could do. Waking up early in the morning, the weather was good. This is like yogis waking early in the morning. And the young Sigala was a diligent youth as well waking up early, and doing this he wouldn't waste any money, he would just worship the top, bottom, left, right, front, back directions. The father thought if his son worshipped in this way, then one day if he had merit and spiritual development, he would meet the Buddha or a disciple of the Buddha and they would go teach him the real meaning of what he had taught his son to do. And the young Sigala was very diligent at doing this and did it well. It was like practicing yoga. He could worship the top, bottom, left, right, front, back easily. He didn't waste any money. He didn't have to get his clothes dirty. He didn't have to get a sore back or sore waist. It was easy. He could do this anywhere. And so he did it regularly. And one day he entered the net of the Buddha's compassion. The Buddha saw that Sigala had spiritual development and the Buddha went to go teach the young Sigala. And the Buddha taught him about the six directions. And then Sigala understood that the six directions that the father had given him had a deeper meaning. He saw the Dhamma and became a Sodopana. And Sigala's mother had faith in the Buddha Sasana. And when the Buddha gave the teaching to Sigala, and Sigala had taken refuge in the Triple Gem, then Sigala's mother, who had attained to a Sotapanna and had faith, when she knew her son had faith already, she had no more worries, and went to ordain as a bhikkhuni. 
and as a bhikkhuni, she had great spiritual development as well. She had great faith. She had practiced for a very long time already, since the era of the Buddha Padumutara. And after she ordained, while she was still standing, she heard the Buddha giving a talk on faith, and she attained to becoming an arahant. This was a bhikkhuni arahant. It is not an easy thing, and not something trivial too, even being a woman. And it's not that women are inferior to men. In terms of faith, women have a lot already, but in terms of wisdom, it may differ. Sometimes women have more wisdom than men in terms of Dhamma practice. For example, Sigala's mother listened to the Buddha's talk just once and on the first time became a Sodopana, then went to ordain as a bhikkhuni and became an arahant. The bhikkhuni Sigala Mata had great faith when she went into the Vihara wanting to go listen to the Buddha give the Dhamma. She was still standing and saw the Buddha. The Buddha knew she was there and that her mind was still, her faith was at a good level and the Buddha gave a talk about the foundations of faith. Sigala Mata understood and attained to arahantship. Then the Buddha established her as being foremost out of all the bhikkhunis in gaining liberation through faith. But we should understand that this doesn't just arise once. The faith of the bhikkhuni Sigala Mata, she had built her spiritual accumulations since the era of the Buddha Padumutara. And in that era, she was born into the family of a minister who had great wealth and power. And when she grew up, she went to go listen to the Dhamma of the Buddha with her father. She had great faith and she went to ordain as a bhikkhuni since that era. She was determined to practice. She respected the triple gem and would go listen to the Dhamma of the Buddha regularly. She had a lot of merit to meet the Buddha Padamutara, and she practiced meditation and developed her mind. Sadhu, sadhu. And she saw the fully enlightened Buddha Padamutara establish one bhikkhuni as being the foremost in gaining liberation through faith. And she made the aspiration to be like this. The Buddha Padamutara saw that she had great unwavering faith in the Tathagata. She had beautiful sila, morality, that was praised by the noble Sangha. She had faith in the Sangha. She had right view. And the wise say that this type of individual is one who has no troubles and their life is not barren. So those individuals who have wisdom, when they recollect the teachings of all the Buddhas, they have faith and sila and they see the Dhamma often. And the Buddha forecast that in the future era of the Buddha Gautama, she would succeed in her aspiration. And in this era, she really did succeed. As the Buddha predicts, so it will be. It won't be any other way. So all of us here, we have faith and confidence, and we must maintain our faith. Sometimes our faith may fall a bit, or sometimes it may be low. 
Then think of the virtues of the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. Think of the practice and the teachings of the Buddha. Think of the noble disciples of the Buddha. And in this way we can re-establish our faith. It is normal for it to be like this. There are some people who completely lose their faith and they fall from the path. This is someone with little spiritual development. But those with higher spiritual development, they can re-establish their faith. And ultimately, their faith will be firm. Like the Arahant Bhikkhuni Sigala Mata, she had unwavering faith for the period of a hundred thousand kalpas ever since receiving the prediction from the Buddha. Her faith never wavered. This is really amazing. The mind is not male or female, but virtue depends on one's mind. The mind that sees and attains the Dhamma, attaining to be an Arahant, being a noble disciple of the Buddha, they are an individual who has strong faith and are very spiritually developed and have practiced Dhamma. It's not dependent on whether one is male or female. It's in the mind. Whether one is a monk, whether male or female, when you have faith already, then may you be determined to practice Dhamma. If our faith drops, then think of the Arahant Bhikkhuni Sigala Mata, and this can raise our faith. Our faith grows bit by bit, like each drop of water falling into an open vessel. If there is no leakage, then it will get full. One day, our faith will be unwavering and firm. It is called Achara Sada, unwavering faith, like the Arahant Bhikkhuni Sigala Mata. So let us Anumodana with the Venerable Arahant Teri, one who had unwavering faith in the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. If we practice like this, we will have views that are correct. We will have a firm mind and be someone who is not heedless. If we are not heedless, we have unwavering faith, firm in the Lord Buddha, and have beautiful sila that is praised by the noble Sangha. We have faith in the Sangha. We have correct view. Then the wise say that this is one who is free from troubles and one who has a life that is not barren. By a life that is not barren, this means that it grows and prospers. If a life is barren, then it has no growth or development. It is gone, all gone. Be one who has wisdom. Think of the teachings of the Buddha. Have strong faith and confidence and see the Dhamma. May you succeed in being established in faith and confidence. In this way, you will see the Dhamma often. May you be determined to practice Dhamma. May you all have success and have firm faith and confidence. May you all grow in Dhamma and in blessings.